3: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI.
3: And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
2: That's right, the Disney WEI producer show. John Anderson, Chris Scheim, I'm right. Tyler David, and this hour, the one and only hour allotted by the management here at EEI for the producer show, is brought to you by the cleanup and restoration specialist at Serve Pro. Call one eight hundred Serve Pro. A lot of conversation about Dan uh, Dan Campbell, the Bill Belichick, the uh, contrasting styles of personalities and Such coaching. Such a coin flip, right? Such a coin flip. <laughs> Uh, obviously, the advantage coaching wise uh, lies here with the New England head coaching staff. But are you guys buying the the one scenario that Fitzy threw out? I can't get on board with. He was on Monday night the other night, and he discussed how he could see the Patriots beating up on the t- the uh, the Lions on Sunday in a thirteen to seventeen point victory. That is the one scenario I cannot see happening is a Patriots blowout victory led by Bailey Zappi. I just don't see that happening Do you guys. Is that the one uh, scenario? you're I mean,
1: The path that I could see that happening on the path that would probably have to happen is that the Patriots defense, which has been pretty good this year, shows up and yeah. kind of turns shuts down an offense that has a lot of injuries. And then Damian Harris and Ramondre Steven run the ball really well. Uh, Bailey Zappi makes some timely throws and they, you know, the 17 point victory we're talking about is like 20 to three.
0: Yeah, It's
1: it's not 40 to
2: 24.
0: Yeah, I don't see uh, uh, like a double-digit
2: win for the Patriots. Isn't it more likely the Patriots get blown out than do the blowing out? Yes, in my
0: opinion, yes. Uh, I just, I I, I disagree. I don't think the Patriots' defense has been all that good, especially the last couple games. Um, You got absolutely thrashed by Lamar, and then that that Green Bay rushing attack. I mean, if they had just given the ball to Aaron Jones more instead of letting Aaron Rodgers throw it, they they might have even scored more points on you because Aaron Jones was running up and down the field on you. And, And... And now you have to face Jamal Williams, who has been awesome throughout the uh, beginning part of this season. The Lions offense, best scoring offense in football. Their Lions defense, worst scoring defense in football, allowing over 35 points a game. So this is just kind of like... It's asking to be kind of a shootout, and I think Belichick wants to slow it down. And so the game plan that they're going to have for this game, I don't think allows for any scenario where the Patriots can blow out the Lions. Well,
2: you're a gambling guy, and this made no sense to me. Can you explain why the over unders at, what, like 43.5, 44, 45, somewhere in that so range, wherever you got the number this week. It's below 45, no matter what where you got it at. It's so, kind of a low line.
0: Yeah, so it opened at 46.5, and it, it's come down, even though all of the money is on the over. Um, which is always nerve wracking. Yeah, so it's it, it, Vegas is playing off something, and I think what they're doing is they're anticipating the Lions' offense to slow down because it's their first outdoor game of the season. They haven't played; they've played all oh, their games in the dome. Yeah, 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 and so they've played all their games in domes uh, up to this point. So they're kind of waiting for. Um, the Lions to regress, I guess, uh, offensively in, in an outdoor game, and with Bill Belichick having a backup quarterback, wants to run the football and, and really kind of, as he did last week, as, as Cower said, mucked this game up, and so I am heavily on the over. I'm heavily invested in the over. Yep. Uh, I, I don't buy it. I, I don't believe it. This Lions defense is so freaking bad. Um, And the Patriots have shown the ability to score a little bit. They scored 24 last week against the Packers. They scored, what, 27 or 28 the week before against the Ravens. So I think the Patriots can put points on the board. I don't see this game being anything less than than two teams in the 20s.
2: I can see the Patriots winning, but for, in order for them to win, they would probably have to hold the line to, like, 24 or less. I I just can't see the Patriots scoring 30 or more, 27 or more. Like, this is probably, now that I look at that over-under number, it might be, like, right on the nose. Like, a 24-20 Patriots win seems like the only possible. I don't see them holding the lines and Jared Goff, who I'm not a huge fan of, but I think he's kind of got too much crap this week, Jared Goff. I I can see the Patriots holding him to 20 points, but not holding him to 9 or 12 like the Colts did on Thursday Night Football. No touchdowns, that's not happening. They're a little beat up, but they're the league's best offense for a reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, Belichick's done a good job against Goff overall in his career, but at the same time they, they might have amon-ra st brown for this game. I know they don't have DJ Chark, um, but even last week against the Seahawks, they made a w- they, they found a way to make things work. Um, Jamal Williams, uh, like I said, has been really really good. I expect him to be very very good on Sunday against you. So you need I, 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 he might be the biggest biggest weapon you need to worry about unless amon-ra plays. If amon-ra plays, you don't have a guy that can cover him one-on-one. Like you have to figure out a way to contain him. Because then it doesn't matter what you want to do to Jared Goff. If I'm on Rock St. Brown, he's just running around open on the field all the time. He's going to throw it to him or TJ Hawkinson every freaking time.
2: You're not buying Jack Jones on him? No. Yeah, he's, he's shutting down those flat routes. Don't throw a flat route against Jack Jones. Oh, I mean, yeah. Don't throw I'll, tell, I'll tell yeah. you yeah. About yeah, it. Don't throw that out route. It's... He, he, he's talking so much for not sure if Jared he's Goff's like, one
1: capable thing. of throwing out routes though. You know, they're, they're basically just doing a lot of the same stuff. He was doing like the big year with yeah, the Rams. Basics. It's just all over the middle stuff. Yep. And uh, eventually he's going to start missing passes and eventually defenses when he plays defenses that can actually cover that. Then it, it might not, they might not be
2: number one offense uh, much longer. you what? know
0: I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I don't, I don't think the Patriots defense though is the, the one that will start that necessarily either.
2: It seems like an easy narrative to beat up on Jared Goff Cause like, uh, it seems like he—I'm not convinced he's better than Matt Jones. Like, I, I haven't really seen Matt Jones— elevate- Oh, well, when the, when the career has come to an end, I don't, I don't think—
1: I don't think we're going to we, necessarily we, view Jared ways, Goff as a better quarterback than yeah, Mac Jones. Yeah,
2: long way to go here, but I, but I feel like people kind of, like, have it stuck in their minds, like, uh, what, Sean McVeigh holding his hand in the Super Bowl, like, being in his headset until literally at 15 seconds, he couldn't talk to him anymore by rule, and kind of holding his hand in L.A., he hasn't been all that bad in Detroit. Like since the trade, he's actually been pretty decent. Like he's, you, you mentioned he can't throw the the, the out route, but he's still like what one of the top five passers in the he's game not, he's know, not, statistically. He's not stupid. Like people, people view that's him as what stupid because
1: announce. of the narrative of the Sean McVay kid. talking to him till fifteen seconds. It's like that's a rule. A, a lot of OCs do that with their quarterback. Also, yeah, how dare him? Yeah, it's how like maybe maybe it's not happening with Brady and Rodgers. but Josh
0: McDaniels was doing that with Mac Jones last year too. Yep. Like it's that's what happens. And and I, I mean. I think Mac Jones and, and Jared Goff are very similar.
2: Like, I I don't think their first full season, like stat lines, are like identical. I think Jared Goff he doesn't probably- know where the sun rises, but you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, true. Jared Goff. You Jared Goff. That, that hard, that hard, that hard, hard knocks. Hard knocks.
0: He doesn't know where the sun rises.
2: Oh, I missed that. I totally yes. missed that. Yeah,
0: yeah. This was a while ago, but uh, I I mean, I don't think they're very dissimilar. Goff completes a relatively high percent of his passes. He's not gonna like absolutely torture you. He's not some kind of crazy improviser, but he also. I mean, last year he only turned the ball over eight times. Like it he, he was nineteen and eight when when it came to touchdowns and interceptions. Which I, for a quarterback, that's you know fine. That's what you want. You yeah. don't want him to turn the football over. I'm surprised
1: McVeigh hasn't gotten credit for the Lions' offense yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't right heard is. that take out there because you know Jared Goff he learned under McVeigh for a couple of years. Then he goes over to Detroit.
2: <laughs> now isn't right? the, isn't the Everybody Lions OC, gets your guy Joe Lombardi? No no, 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 That's
1: in He was no, he was the Lions O. C. back in the day. No, that's that was my right, remember right. he was he was the Saints quarterback's coach. Joe Lombardi's in LA, right? Yeah, he's in, yeah, he's the LA O. C. now, which explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, um 100%. He, yeah, he was he was Drew Brees' quarterback's coach, which, you know, you know, Drew Brees doesn't need a quarterback a quarterback right along, coach. Yeah. And then when he finally got an O C job, he went to Detroit and for like five weeks of his first season, Calvin Johnson had like That's three right. total catches. The guy couldn't figure out how to get the ball to Calvin Johnson. So he yeah, then he he went crawling back to New Orleans and then when Brees retired, he jumped ship and he's the O. C. out in LA now, which you know, la- the second half of the season last year they didn't let Justin Herbert throw the ball deep. So um <laughs> They're hopefully still hope, barely yeah. letting him Justin yeah. Herbert throw
0: the ball deep. Right.
1: So hopefully hopefully they uh you know that that, that's a big reason why I think they didn't make the playoffs this year or last year. And if they don't this year, I think that will also, that reason may be headlined. And then, you know, if he, if he actually gets, if there's repercussions for it, then, uh, you know, Put Nick Caley on the list for a future Chargers OC.
2: (laughs) So Mac Jones gets a lot of praise for his like rare uh, special football brain. I didn't know that Jared Goff literally does not have a brain. Here's him talking about where the sun rises. I totally missed this. I
1: asked you (laughs) where the sun rises and where the sun sets. Can you tell me? Yeah. Well, tell me.
2: Rises in the east, sets in the west.
4: Oh, it does. (laughs) Okay. Well, I happen to I happen to ask Jared Goff where the sun rises and where the sun sets, and he said he wasn't sure.
2: Oh no. I feel like that's a wonder, like, question, like, the number one thing. Like, hey, put, put your name J-A-R-E-D Goff, and then, like, first question, where's yeah. the sunrise? And then if you get that wrong, you almost just kind of crumple up the test, and you're just, like, you're like, undraftable. This college thing ain't for me. Yeah, buddy. Like, you might have to Going go to the to AFL. School. There's a new league called the XFL coming up. Might be more for you. But he's actually made a career. He's not a bad player, and people kind of crap on him too much. Like, I'm not I am not convinced Mac Jones will ever be better than him, but you can certainly win games with Jared Goff and Mac Jones. Can you win games with Billy Zappi? No clue. I think we'll Absolutely find out. Absolutely no clue, man.
0: I, I think there's, I, I think there's an underlying storyline here where uh, Matt Patricia might kind of try and let Bailey Zappy wing it a little bit, um, just because. In. In totality, like if like
2: play freer and yeah, just, don't be afraid to throw a pick type deal.
0: Yeah, kind of just let him sling the ball over, yeah. do what he does. Just because he has he has this gunslinger mentality, and always says his this gun, Bailey Zappi has a gunslinger he's mentality without actually having a, a legit gun of an arm. Um, yeah, maybe gun. Yeah, exactly. He's got a lot of Minchu in him. I think that's I think that's a fair comp. And and so I think Matt Patricia might let him sling it a little bit, just because if Bailey Zappi does well, and you are facing the worst defense in football. Matt Patricia, by extension, looks really good. And Matt Patricia probably wants to look really good as much as he can.
2: I could totally see Patricia like factoring emotion into how he's play calling 100%. this. 100%. He's oh, facing yes. the
0: Lions, uh, an organization he might hold a bit of a grudge against. Still getting paid by. And if so if he goes out there with a third-string rookie quarterback out of Western Kentucky, lets the QB sling it a little bit, runs up this quote unquote great game plan and beats the Lions, Matt Patricia's gonna get a ton of credit. And Matt Patricia probably really likes
2: that. And Belichick and Patricia and Judge will all be drinking beers in the, you know, the end zone after the game. Patricia's gonna over. be thinking he's getting the
0: game ball. Oh like God. that's that that's the storyline in my head that I, I keep thinking Oh, could Bailey Zappi just come out and sling it this weekend?
1: What if Zappi actually turns Patricia into, or at least that there's there's a perception that Patricia's a good OC after this week? Well, that's that's what you know, that's what I mean. He's gonna like you know, he's using motion. Like people are gonna be saying,
0: people are gonna be saying, "Maddie P might get oh, a, yeah. a job next year as an OC somewhere else." <laughs> Look like, what he's done with a rookie. Yeah, exactly. That's he'll get the title. Year. That's he'll, my he'll point. Get the
1: title in Houston next year. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like that's my point. Like I th- I feel like that's like in Matt Patricia's head, that's a yeah. thing that could happen and. So he is trying his damnedest to make sure that the offense looks as good as possible again against the worst defense in football.
2: I just I can't get on board with Matt Patricia. I never sensed that he was going to be this you know uh, utter failure. He knows the game. I don't think he was going to fall on his face. But like now that he could possibly like parlay this success, which what is he going to do? Like is nothing exotic for Billy Zappa. It's going to be very simple throws. Uh, dump offs a lot of protection in the in the Play pocket because he does, he has no pocket presence. Bailey Zappi, absolutely zero. Like he's going to get destroyed by Aiden Hutchinson on a player two. Like they might not stop the Patriots' offense. They're going to get some pass rush See, on him. I, I think, think I think, called a good game.
0: I all this like Bailey Zappi doesn't have pocket presence thing that people were clamoring about last weekend was kind of a little bit of a myth. Like I I think he was told, hey, I don't want you to turn the ball over. So kind of just sit in the pocket look for a receiver if nobody's open just hold on to the football yeah and that's a that's one of the reasons why I mean granted Isaiah Wynn really wasn't helping him but one of the reasons why pressure was able to get home a little bit more and you look at some of the plays like the uh, it was in the fourth quarter I want to say it was a second or third down play action zappy fakes a, uh, fakes the handoff and turns and he's sitting in the pocket he looks comfortable and he's re- like he's ready he's he doesn't look jumpy he doesn't look nervous he's just sitting comfortably in the pocket and But there's only, like, two receivers running routes because they decide to play max protect with, like, seven offensive linemen, and the running back can't get through the line to get out and and get the, uh, the extension off. And so the two receivers are both in the middle of the field, and there's just six Green Bay Packers lined up in the middle of the field, basically. Great play call. And so there's nowhere to throw the football. And so what is the kid supposed to do, just... like just try and throw it into double-triple coverage. That's what Mac Jones has been doing all season, and people have been lambasting him for it. And so I think Belichick's key word to him was, do not throw these balls into contested traffic. Just find the open guy. If there's nobody open, hold it. That's all we want.
2: Uh, The headline here I'm reading from WEI.com, Kyrie Thompson, could must-win situation force the Patriots to play Mac Jones against the Detroit Lions. No, he hasn't been officially ruled out. He's doubtful, which is like a I think it's a total charade that they're putting on this week. There is zero chance that he complete was complete dog and
1: pony show facade. I,
2: I mean, they're putting him out there for complete
1: what? Patriots thing that now we roll. You know, if this were the Brady era, we'd be like Belichick's the greatest coach ever. Send, yeah. You know, send this practice plan to the Louvre. Wasn't it transparent? No, like, the, yeah, no. The, 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 it's now, now it's just stupid because the team's not good. Yeah, so the, now
2: we're like, okay. The 10 to 20 You're minute window anyone. that Mike Reese and Mike jordy have their cell phones out so they can record Mac Jones taking a step while he's throwing. Like, oh, he's actually going to play. He's day by. That was such garbage. He was never going to play. You no. You, That'd be you, you can't. you responsible. You can't put him on the field. No. The
0: man was like literally crying coming off the field with the injury. He's There's no wailing. way he's coming back.
2: So it sounded like a banshee. The yeah. natural question is who's choosing to do that? Is that him? Because he's, like, worried about the narrative that Getting maybe he's Wally a little Pipps. bit too soft. He's this rich kid from Florida who's kind of had an easy way, never had any major— He's never missed a no, game in his life by team. injury. Never missed a game in his life by injury. Or do you think it's Belichick putting him out well, there to now. kind of uh absolve the narrative that, you know, we're not done? Day I, by day.
0: I don't think this is well, a Belichick thing. I think this no, is a Max It
2: seems like yeah. it is.
0: Yeah. I, I just the way I gather Mac Jones' personality, this is a Mac thing. He wants to push to play because he wants to appear tough to his teammates. Like, hey, guys, I can fight through this injury. I can play too. Like, uh, that's what it feels like to me. It's it, it feels very, hey, look at me. I can still do this. Yep. Even though he really actually can't. And right I know now, he's not a big social media
2: guy, but, like, that that viral photo of him being carried off by his teammates, like, I mean, in tears Helping in, in the tunnel. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, screaming. there's no way you
0: come back from that injury in two weeks. This is professional football. You're not playing pickup soccer with twelve-year-olds. Like, what? Like, what, There's no way you're coming back in two weeks. I'm sorry.
2: And it's not even that. It's almost
1: more. the I look pump at so differently after that cry. You know. Exactly. Like, remember, the perception's remember, different.
0: Welcome to my side of the street. Re- remember, different. remember
1: growing up when you uh like in like youth sports or something, or maybe you're like at a friend's house playing outside, and when one of your friends you see a friend cry for the first time and it's like an ugly cry, and you're yeah. just like you just think th- you just think so differently of yes, the person now. It's 100%. like, Wait a minute, you're crying like that? I, I still like you like, but that's not how normal yes, people I cry. I view
2: you differently now. Like, uh yeah. I don't yeah, that just I didn't like that at all. And, and you, you know how it works with like ah! the, the current-day modern athlete. Like, two-thirds of the Patriots roster, instead of showering after the game, they're on their phones searching social media to see what the reaction is to what people are saying about the game. So the number one thing after that game is the Mac Jones injury. What's, what's the number yeah. one photo? It's Mac Jones in tears being carried off by his teammates. And so how does he fix that narrative? He goes out there. Three days, try 72 hours after. Oh, I can play. And then he tells Mike Giardi, don't count me out. And then he tells Rapport, well, I, I believe I can play on Sunday against the Lions. All that was garbage. Yeah. All that was so garbage. Uh, this hour of the WEI producer show is brought to you by the cleanup and restoration specialist at ServPro. Call 1-800-SERVPRO. let take a quick break on WEI. Ken and Curtis uh, on deck 45 minutes from now. John Anderson has your training.
3: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
4: WEI. We are right back to the WEI Producers Show.
3: Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
0: Will the Pats make the playoffs right now? They need to just worry about winning a game. All right, like, it's way too
2: early in the season to think about the playoffs, especially when you're on your third quarterback, Zappy. Zappy, Am I saying it right? I keep on thinking Zippo, like a lighter. That's what I was thinking about when he came in. Maybe it'll give him a light.
0: No light. No light. It was still great to see the Pats compete against Green Bay in Lambeau, and that's what they're going to be. They're going to be a competitive football team, but as real as it's as real as it is, it's real right now. They're they're right now. They can't think about the playoffs. They need to think Let's about winning a game.
2: Some people wrote the headline that Julian Edelman rose the Patriots symptoms after listening to that. I mean, how can you not? Julian Edelman has blood taken the he Patriots. The, he has playoff has same vocal cadence as Trump.
1: You notice that? Has he really, Yikes. yeah. He really does three to four words at a time. Yeah, and he just like he he like emphasizes a few words in a row. That fastest,
2: I, keep I think Zappy. you can tell that's his
1: TV training right there. Oh yeah, they're like because he because he can't think fast enough to keep up with his own sentences. So they're like, all right, just just really emphasize the words as you know. As you do that, you
2: start to think more. Well, you know, it's like me like Edel- doing Zappy. trending, you know, like I'm Edelman, right. Trump's had a lot of football injuries. Of course, he's a long time right. and celebrated football player. Yeah. I believe he was once called New York's, state of New York's best baseball player too. Really, yes. wow! Hit a he, hole in one. He did. You let you know know about it to let you know about it every single time oh, yeah so the Patriots playoff chances are in a laughable 20 percent that's about 20 percent too high it's the highest of any team that's one in three Uh the Giants are just above them even though they're three and one they have their playoff chances at 35 percent that's stupid to even talk about right the the Patriots playoff chances like that's out of the question now isn't it I mean they were one in three last year they made the playoffs you don't see that even close to happening now, right? No. Like, like it has but the still. record. <laughs> like, 538 has the record. Have, well, we can have the discussion. We can have the discussion. We got 35 minutes to kill. There was a discussion by <laughs> that was having, uh, that, do you feel better or worse this year or last year because the whole team started 1-3? Like, it's an obvious... Oh, you
0: feel last last much year. worse this year. Like Yeah.
2: I mean, last year it was one in three, but it was
1: because it was because a of a missed fifty-plus-yard field goal in a monsoon against a the best team by in the Damien NFL Harris on yeah. opening day. Yeah, like, with, yeah, with the rookie quarterback, and they still had Josh McDaniels as OC
2: with so. lesser personnel. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Like, it's it, it, last year you felt so much better about this team, and this year, I mean, now your quarterback. By the way, oh yeah, he's still out hurt, so like that doesn't help, and. You could start talking Patriots playoff chances when they beat the Lions. If they beat the Lions, go for it. Because if they lose to the Lions, you're done. You're cooked. Get ready. Book it. Try and get a top five pick. That's your goal. Yeah. You you try and go get, what is it? Will Anderson is the kid out of Alabama, the defensive end? CJ Stroud. No. Oh, you wanna oh you want you wanna suck for CJ, oh, as Wiggy you, says.
1: You think if Belichick gets the first overall pick, he is one thousand percent picking a front seven defensive Will player. Anderson. Yep, Probably 100%. a defensive line. Oh yes. Tander also wouldn't shock me.
2: 100%. But my theory is if the Patriots do lose this Saturday or Sunday, I should say, and the season kind of spirals out of control, where they are talking about draft next month, which is a real possibility here in New England. We're talking draft a month from today. That's a real possibility. Yeah. They could be one and six, one and seven with Zappy still at quarterback. Mac Jones has a setback, and we never see him come back. If that's a real possibility, we're talking about quarterbacks in the draft. Not maybe in first round, round three, round four. We, t- we took Bailey Zappi in round four last year. Yeah, but they're not taking Bailey a Zappi- round quarterback with the intention of, of starting, starting him. Not with the intention of starting him, but yeah. you didn't take Kirk Cousins with the intention of starting him over RG3. Yeah, but Belichick is known for taking guys— That's like the only
1: instance, though. But
2: you want to figure out your quarterback position at any cost, and you have not done so with Mac Jones. He has not answered that question. And it's kind of been to not really his fault with this year, of course, but last year he didn't solidify that whatsoever yet.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, uh, as the biggest anti-Mac Jones guy in the station, possibly in the city— Uh, I am fine with exploring quarterback options if you're going to be a top-five pick next year. I'm cool with it. However, I don't think that drafting Bailey Zappi last year indicates that Bill Belichick is still searching for the quarterback because Belichick loves ROI, return on investment. He does. And when you get a quarterback in the middle rounds who is any good at all, Jimmy Garoppolo, you can turn him then into a draft pick that you can use later, and that just... is a better ROI. So if he gets a third round pick for Bailey Zappi at any point, he wins his investment. So and that's what, what he cares about.
2: When you guys heard the the short clip from Bill Simmons, who I'm not really sure who his sources are anymore. He doesn't even live with Where him. Where he
0: like, said Kraft loves
2: Zappi. He lives 10,000 miles away from here on the opposite uh, end of the country. He was from Connecticut when he lived here too.
0: <laughs> we also heard <laughs> yeah. rumors that Kraft really wanted Kendrick Bourne on the field, and he still hasn't gotten on the field much more than so it he sounds was like, already
2: anyways. Sounds like you were not buying the Bill Simmons. No, uh, it's not Kraft that I'm not loves buying Zappy. It. He wanted him to start over Hoyer.
0: I, I don't... I, I, I do buy that. I, I just don't think that what Kraft wants matters. I think Belichick just does what he does. Really, that's the point of Belichick being there. Is Be- Bel- they Kraft kept Belichick. To allow Belichick to run the organization, and he let Tom Brady walk. Instead of keeping Tom Brady over Bill Belichick.
2: Do you think when Kern was talking about how Kraft was unhappy with the playing time for Kendrick Bourne, the opinion was made well-known with Bill Belichick? You don't think Bill even cared about that at all? No, I
0: just think Bill just does what Bill does because that's what he's always done. I kind of agree with you on that. Uh, It it makes the most sense in the world that Bill Belichick hears the opinion of the owner and says, Okay. Thank you. I, I respect your opinion. Thank you. And just goes and does what Bill Belichick wants and to do. Snorts. It's what he always has done and what he always will do.
2: Uh, let's hear from Tom Brady, the former quarterback of Bill Belichick and the former uh, pass catcher of Julian Edelman. You heard him coming into the break talking about the uh, Patriots playoff chances. Patriots not going to play an exciting game, obviously, on Sunday with Bailey Zappi. And uh, Tom Brady was talking about the parody across the league, Patriots wouldn't get back to 500 and they'd be two and three if they win this Sunday but a lot of teams are two and two heading into week number five parody across the league and what
4: is Tom Brady saying I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch you know <laughs> I watch a lot of bad football a lot of yeah poor quality of football that's what I see
2: what's the explanation for that is it is it what what's your definition of bad football? Like is it the Well, I think he's right. Like when we saw all. Packers Everything we've
1: seen the last 2 weeks. Like, when we saw yeah, Packers Bucks, it, it
2: wasn't a high scoring game 14 to 12. It was a close uh, close game came down to the final play. But is that bad football, a low scoring defensive struggle?
0: No, I don't think it's necessarily low scoring. It's like those it, during the it was it during the break John just said to me. He's like wasn't week 2 the week they missed all these all these field goals and extra yep. points. I'm like, "Yep, that's right. bad football."
1: It's like offense so like and I was talking to Grash before the show on on Friday, how you know because we were talking about like was was the Thursday night football game this week the worst game of football you've ever seen? And if it weren't for for Matt Ryan like actually kind of doing offense towards the end of the game, like you know even with that it's still it was still just like a horrible game. But re- remember those like mid twenty ten Seahawks Cardinals games that would go to overtime, tied like three s- to three. Yeah, like, like those like those. San I Francisco
0: thought, beats the Cardinals right. like nine to six. Like
1: those, I actually thought were good football games because those offenses were actually good. You know they played. Each other in November you have the sample size for the entire season of the Seahawks and Cardinals offenses actually being good offenses and then when they played each other like the defenses just were incredible the offenses weren't necessarily throwing the games away that game on this past Thursday night and I think a lot of what we've seen so far and some of that to be fair does have to do with you know the Bucks having an injured wide receiver core uh, the Packers having no wide receivers and trying to develop rookies a lot of it just has to do with like the fact that off like offenses are bad this year Offenses are off to a bad start this year, and it's not necessarily that they're getting stymied by defenses, it's that they are bad. The offenses are messing up.
2: Now, tell me if you buy this explanation. I heard this, Shyam, and I want to see if you agree with this. People are saying that because you trim the preseason down from four games to three, there's being more emphasis put on the joint practices than the actual preseason games. You're kind of slimming down training camp, less padded practices, less two-a-days, uh, basically trimming down the entire preparation period pre Uh, regular season, that's the reason why we're seeing bad football. Do you buy that? Can you remind me, before I
0: answer your question, the COVID year, there was no preseason at all, correct? So uh, that year, which was 2020. The Cam uh, Newton year. Yes, the Cam Newton year. That year in the NFL, across the league, teams were averaging 25 points per game scored. This year, teams are averaging around 21 points per game scored. So in a year with no preseason at all, they were averaging 25. Isn't that just because of Cam Newton? No, no, no! I'm not saying no, the Patriots. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so, uh, so it's it's just a league wide. Like we were going through this offensive boom of football, right? 2019, even 2020, 2021, last year. Like offense is booming. Football is a cyclical sport. Now the defense is trying to come back a little bit. There is, as John pointed out, a lot of bad offense. Look at the Denver freaking Broncos. They are the perfect example of this. Their offense is horrendous. It is putrid. It is atrocious. It is it is a stain on the NFL. It is so bad. But you look at their defense. Actually pretty good at football. Their defense is very good. Like, I think they're talented. I think they play well. Um, and so it's just kind of the way the a lot of teams in the NFL are right now. They're Broncos just, country.
4: Let's run.
0: Yeah, they're just ugly on offense, but good on defense. And it's it's very, very telling.
2: Six one seven, seven seven nine, seven ninety three seven. Do you agree with Tom Brady this season, twenty twenty two? Not just here in New England, but league wide. Bad football. A lot of parody, two and two records. No not many great teams across the league, uh, no real standouts, but we'll talk to Mike in Framingham, who's calling in about the bad football here in twenty twenty two. Good morning, Mike.
4: I don't. People have been saying this for years. I remember in 1982, the cover of Sports Illustrated had Jim Brown saying he was going to come back at 40-something years old because football was boring. After the class of 1983 retired, football was boring. They've been, it, it, like I said, they've been saying this for years. The, the top teams, what, is it boring to watch KC, uh, Buffalo, even Miami, or even Philadelphia? But, but, it, teams are good and teams stuck it, it's has like that throughout
2: history. Mike, I would counter with that by saying you you listen to a lot of sports radio and you do call us often. Were you Was anyone saying that this the last two years? I don't think anyone was saying this is bad football the last two years. This is a storyline here in 2022 that I don't remember in my time here in Boston. I've been here almost five years. I don't remember this storyline of bad football across the league being this apparent and now being vocalized by the league's number one player.
4: No one said it till, since Tom Brady said it. If somebody never said that, would people be saying, Oh, it's bad football? Yeah,
2: we saw a lot We've of bad games on it national right. TV.
3: You,
4: but you can point that
2: out for every season. Bad football. you want me to run football. through the games here? on? on so, uh, thanks for the call, Mike. Look at the games that we've we've seen here. I mean, Chime, Bills-Rams, 31-10 week one. Bucks-Cowboys, 19-3. Seahawks-Broncos, 17-16. That was well, just week number one. Every week's think, like that.
0: I also would like to dispel the notion that low-scoring games are bad football games. Like, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, as John pointed out, some of those NFC West battles yep. years ago that are low-scoring were just good football games. But... The the reason it's ugly football is because of the turnovers, the missed kicks, the miscues. Like it's just, it's not it's not fluid. It's not it's not moving in 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 the right motion, right? And so, I, I think one of the biggest issues right now for football isn't necessarily that it's you know low scoring and bad football. Also, to Mike's point, doesn't mean it's necessarily boring. We still watch bad football. We still watch. We still watch Thursday night as yep. bad as it was. As bad of a car wreck as that game was, people still watched it. So Um, they're, they're just having an issue on offense and just in, I don't know if it's play calling or if it's play design or if it's just the defenses are better right now. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure which one it is.
2: And we heard, uh, with the 17 game season last year, the first time we ever had that the addition of one extra game is going to take down the quality of the games. Players are going to get hurt throughout the season. Didn't see that. I don't remember that at all. I mean, I mean,
1: preseason could be part of it, you know, and if you add another game, I don't think it changes that necessarily. The fourth coaches, preseason game. Coaches I mean, who yeah. don't want to use pr- use their players in preseason aren't going to use them regardless of they how many check. games there are. Yeah, Sean yeah. McVay, like, they, they, they just weren't going to do that. Part of it, too, is there's a lot of injury. Like, I, I mentioned the Bucks wide receiver core, even the Bills wide receiver core right now. I think Diggs is, like, the only healthy one. I I, I don't know if McKenzie and uh, Gabe Davis have been cleared out this week, but at one point, like, earlier in the week, they were like, they literally might just have Stefan Diggs and the. Uh, the, the rookie. Jake Kumaro? Yeah. or is he no, on her r- was Kool- also injured. Khalil Shakir, yeah, it was literally oh, like Jameson. Yes, it was like just crowd. It was just the, uh, Stephon Diggs and Khalil Shakir, and it was like okay, so you've like all these, like may- maybe that's part of it, but. You know, we always talked about around here the extension of the preseason sort of thing into into September. It seems like that's almost like a league wide thing right now, and so many teams are just you know a lot of the offenses were just sort of at a crossroads. You know, because even the Rams come in and they uh, don't have any receiver outside of Cooper Cup on their offense. John, no, they're, they're it's often, not even
0: that they don't have a receiver; they don't have any offense outside. of Yeah, no. Of Cooper
1: well, Cup. I, well, that, that's what I was gonna say. Shine uh, their offensive line sucks too. Joseph so Noteboom just has not replaced Andrew, uh, Andrew Whitworth at all. I think they lost a guard as Would well. Like they can't fun run the ball. Noteboom fact. Uh, not really, but it sounds through like
0: a Through four weeks, he's allowed 20 pressures. Uh, Andrew Whitworth has allowed allowed 20 pressures all last season. Oh, jeez.
1: Yeah, so, someone's like, gotta pay him enough to be the, the top offenses from last year just like have issues this year, and I think that's part of it. Because even like I mentioned the Bills, like like the Chiefs, like, you don't want to really call it issues, but Mahomes is like still visibly figuring out the whole like you can't just throw the ball to the same two players every single play thing. Yeah. It's working out a bit better for them. Like maybe they're they're not in as dire of a situation as the other offenses, but like, you know, he's still not getting he's still not mixing Juju Smith Schuster into the offense well, in the could way that, that people could it thought he be,
2: was. Could it be all the player movement? Because all these new players are trying to learn systems with new coaches, and we know that takes a long time. So the first Does month, it though,
1: yeah, yeah it's like no, no, Stephon no, no. Diggs so, well, in his first well, season with well, Buffalo. Well, I mean, lit the world on fire. I mean, well, that I mean, so I mean, I mean, I mean, Mahomes what, is talking about growing pains with all the wide receivers. Yeah, Rodgers so, hates all his wide receivers. Yeah, so I mean, that that's kind of what I'm. that's kind of part of what I'm talking about too. Is like. Uh, part of the reason why these teams the the top offense like it just so happened that the stars aligned and all the top offenses are going through this because of Devontae Adams leaving and Tyreek Hill leaving and everything yeah. and then the Buccaneers having all injured receivers like it's just like the, and then the Rams situation it's just like turnover and injuries amongst the top offenses is creating this perception that uh and it's not it's not a false perception or anything it's creating the situation we're in that football has been bad offensive football has been bad uh you know, throw Russell Wilson in there if you want. Like, you know, they hired some guy because they thought they could get Aaron Rodgers and they couldn't. So now <laughs> they now they have Russell I Wilson. I also
0: think that means though that there is a possibility that the offense gets better as the season goes along, exactly. yeah. players get healthy, teams figure it right. out, the second half of the season is probably going to be a lot That's better. That's why I'm looking. not like
1: I'm not playing like I have Stafford I have it. Matthew Stafford in the show, uh, the show fantasy league. I obviously it would be it would be negligible to play him right now. But I don't, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna like cut him. You know. Yeah, exactly. I think at some point he's the Rams' offense is going to figure, figure it out, it. even if it they have to change a little and you know do a lot of just quick passes and rollouts and everything because their O line sucks. So be it. But top offenses figure it out at some point. Uh, exactly. Speaking
2: of top offenses, this Sunday night, Bengals Ravens. Great oh, game. That'll I be fine. Bengals are be still, uh, as well, slow start, starting to figure yeah, it out.
0: Th- I mean, they, they started 0 and 2, and then, exactly, like you said, against that Miami team. they double they
1: looked covered like... every play, throw it to T. Throw <laughs> it to Tyler Boyd. I, they they're need figuring to throw, it out. They
2: need to throw it to T Higgins. More, and, more. and then Monday night, it's Raiders Chiefs. Who Raiders have been kind of a bizarre team so far. I can't really figure out if they're good or not. Like, their record's not great. It's actually really bad. It says that yeah, their O
1: line th- is bad, and their defense is bad. If they had a good O line, they'd be the Lions.
0: Well, I, I mean, to be fair, their three losses they've lost by a combined 13 points. Like, they're in every game game.
2: On the and, road in Nashville. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, but this game, uh this Chiefs game, there's a chance the Chiefs score like 45 points in this game.
2: So those two games look sexy on this week's schedule, but next week... <laughs> Oh, Thursday Night Commanders at Bears? Yes, fast forward. I'm skipping. Oh. Right. oh, it's going to be so bad, it's going to be good, though.
1: Be, I, no, that'll be great. I'm going to go to... No, see, okay, and at one point, Al Michaels had that line, and it was just wrong. He was like, this is so bad, it's good. It's like I was talking about earlier with those NFC West matchups, like five, six years ago. It's like, no, those were so... Those, those might have been... You could make the case that they were so bad from an offensive standpoint that they were good. This was this was not so bad, it's good. This yeah. was so bad it was bad.
0: Yeah, it was just bad. It was like
1: everybody you know, Russell Wilson dropping back, cranking it over someone's head. Like just not even it's not like there was good coverage and the defense made a play. The defense didn't have to do anything. Yeah. The offense, the offense was just. Both offenses were just shooting themselves in the leg over and over again. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like imagine, like if you if you were trying to like get someone into football who had never watched a football game before, and you were like, let's sit down watch this Thursday night football game. (laughs) They would have got twenty minutes in that and be like, you watch you watch sixteen of these every week. Yep. You're you're you have a day. You have four days a month on your calendar that you completely x out to watch this for twelve hours. Like, you know, if the aliens are spying on us right now and they're trying to see what we do for entertainment and take notes on our culture and they, you know, they zoomed in and football. they saw they saw like bars full of guys watching these uh, guys and girls watching these third that that Thursday night football game. They'd probably they'd move on to a different planet. And there were some
2: people who We'd actually
1: maybe maybe we, we just got saved from the aliens by Thursday night football. Thank you, Jeff Bezos.
2: We are all sports betters in this studio. Uh, I'm a retired one. I'm trying to retire at least. Um, but we all—I uh, actually totally forgot one what you last gonna say. one last mission, Tyler. I totally forgot I was going to
1: go with this ride. Totally. Well, I will tell you, I don't. Uh, I actually, I have, I have placed one bet this year, and it's because I have a policy of not betting on the first four weeks of the NFL because of mm. situations we Betting are against the Bengals. I know I, that's probably sacrilege for you to hear. Sean. I, have, but I have, I have made a uh,
0: killing in the props market. <laughs> uh, the the handicappers don't necessarily give the uh, most accurate prop bets. Uh, for the, through the first four weeks of the season because they need the first four weeks to allow their models to uh, readjust. And so if you can take advantage of it, if you listen to the Beck UL Boston podcast, nice little plug there. 36 and 20 on props. so There you go. That's so, really
2: good. That's yep. actually really good. Uh Mark James once said he was the world's best sports better. I believe he said he hit at a success rate of eighty percent. Yeah, okay. Eighty yeah, percent. I think that's false. If
0: if he if that
2: was true, he wouldn't be here.
0: So
1: yeah, oh, no, he no, would no, be no. he would be like we'd hear him on those commercials of the dudes yelling a phone number at you.
2: <laughs> uh Mark James, eighty percent sports betting winner and also the number one favorite sports betting host and radio host of Steph Curry. Wow, And also, he reason, did, uh, didn't he also
0: he, bring like rap to Western Mass?
2: Yes, he did. He claims he did. The reason I bring up Mark James is because I'm teasing it for our next segment. Who is the oh more God. bizarre person? Mark James or Mike Greenberg, two people who I've discovered both hate their fingers. That is next on Weei. We get
1: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
4: now we're right back to it the weei producers show on
1: weei
3: and streaming everywhere on the odyssey app
2: Back on the WEI Producer show, Tyler Devitt alongside John Anderson, Chris Schein, Ryan Garvin is back next week. Producer show produced as always by Nick LePan. We're here until 9 with Ken and Curtis standing on deck. Uh, some text to the text line at 37937. Uh, so guys, need your thoughts on past Thursday night's game, uh, football game in Denver. Frankly, it might have been the worst football game I've seen in a very long time. I don't even know what the worst game I've seen ever is. You actually, know, I know. I know what it is. It's it's, uh, it's that do- it's the
1: Dolphins Steelers game from uh, 7 Three to nothing was the final score, and the they were playing. The they were playing on two feet of mud. Yeah, oh, I don't even remember that. And that, yes. that that's, Three nothing. That, that's probably neither team's fault. Yeah, ask Ben Volan about it next time. You yeah. see he was covering the Dolphins at the time. I've talked to him about. Like it the Colts
2: Broncos is their fault. It's not Mother Nature's yeah, no, fault. No, no, they both no. just think they both are just. Terrible. Well,
1: the 07 Dolphins. It probably also would have been a bad game, but it was. Is that team that was tanking? Yeah, they went one in fifteen. I think that nice. year. I gotta be Joe honest Bilden. with you,
0: that uh, that Giants Bears game last weekend was pretty gross. Really bad. Oh yeah, it with, just,
1: when they had to do, they had to do. Uh, Saquon Barkley was their quarterback for like eight
2: minutes. They right?
0: scored like a thirty-five points in the game, and yet no one scored a touchdown.
2: Yeah, Justin Fields looks like he may not be him. May not be him. Mm, no. Uh, let's go to some other texts here. Uh, shine with the word of the day. Lambasted. Don't worry. Be zappy. Uh, that's. Don't worry. Be zappy. Someone's baby. already praying the shirts, Preach. which no one will buy. Totally. You say Mac um, is a zappy. Rich, you say uh, is a rich kid from Florida. What do you think of a name like Bailey Zappy is? I don't know. I'm not judging. He's a, guy a rich kid out, from his name. Texas. Whatever he is. Uh, I'm seeing this scenario play out just like it was 21 years ago. All right. Let's let's not get it like. I'm, oh yeah, no, the, it's so the, second, easy. the second Bailey Zappi stepped in, everyone, it's like, blood, it's like turbulence
1: bro. on an airplane. Everyone's brain went to one place around here. Right,
2: it's, it's too easy. Uh, one more text here. It's been a six-day work week, gentlemen, so you, uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday and have a great weekend uh zap it and yes john the aliens are surely listening to you
1: i didn't say they were listening to me i said they were watching thursday night football well, they're yes. always watching
2: like santa claus they see you when you're sleeping and they know when you're awake yeah basil he's weird. probably
1: beaming that out into space
2: uh so if i were to ask you guys on the it's service like before market. hearing any of these audio cuts who is the more bizarre person between mike greenberg and mark with a c james who we miss very dearly who's still it with was. us of course but he's just no longer here in the building yeah, he rest in peace I, I don't know if we really miss him. I just kind of went said back that. to his home planet. Isn't Mark James clearly the more bizarre person? He was the alien yes. listening to us. Yep. But, counterpoint, let's hear what Mike Greenberg voluntarily said in public on a podcast about his eating habits yesterday. Let's hear from Mike Greenberg. You think it's acceptable to eat almost anything with a knife and fork. Can you expand on that, and
4: what are your limits on that, Mike Greenberg? Not almost. The only part of that that I would disagree with is everything. There is nothing you should not eat with a knife and fork except for things that must be eaten with a spoon. You should eat all things with utensils. And the reason there is one reason for that, and one reason only, and that is I do not like getting my fingers on anything. A, I don't like anything that might be on my fingers getting into anything that I'm eating. And B, equally important, I do not like anything I'm eating getting onto my fingers, particularly anything that might leave an odor. This became a very big deal when I ate wings on Super Bowl Sunday last year with a knife and fork. What I will not do unless... There is some extraordinary extenuating circumstance is walk down the street eating it with my hands. In the event that I have to, which does happen, I need like 14 napkins. I, I need as many napkins as one could possibly have to keep a significant barrier between my skin and the pizza.
2: So he uses his fingers to eat things like I mean, pizza, it, pizza rolls, sandwiches. Yeah, see that's tacos. weird. Like, I also Sometimes. like like don't get me wrong. like I also don't love the
1: fact that when I eat wings that my fingers get like crap all over them. Like, I don't love it's hard that. hard to experience. But it's like yeah, it's like it's like that's what you have to do. You know what are we doing? Is there a breaking news thing? Uh, we do have some breaking news.
2: Uh, Andrew Callahan, Boston Herald. Uh, this is just retweeted by Kyrie Thompson. Breaking news. Jacoby Myers expected to play tomorrow against the Lions. That is actually great news. They've needed him. Myers Duck has boats. missed the last two games with a knee injury. Uh, if you thought the Lions were going to win, which I kind of think they were, I'm not sure that sways my prediction. I think uh, they would look more efficient on offense, but I'm not sure that makes the Patriots go from a three- or six-point loss like I think is going to happen, to 24-20 win. I don't think I'm going to change my prediction. I'm thinking on Banner, that. Banner, Duckboats, yeah. Patriots oh, offense go. back. Start low, start, fuel, back. start fueling w. them up. Yeah, uh, no, I, I have the
0: Patriots winning this game, so uh, I, that helps my cause. I would. say.
2: It does. So, what's your prediction then?
0: Uh, I have the Patriots winning thirty to twenty-eight.
2: Thirty to twenty-eight, so higher the Lions, scoring game.
0: Lions will cover, uh, but the Patriots win in the end.
2: So four touchdowns. Oh, no, I'm sorry, four touchdowns for the Lions. Yes. Wow. Three okay. touchdowns for the Pats and three field goals. There you go. Five red zone trips and three touchdowns. That'd be like a banner day. What do you see, John? 27 13. 27 13. Patriots hit the under. Where are you where are you watching are You going to
1: uh uh watering hole in the neighborhood? No, I'll be going to my friend's living room.
2: No? Nice. Bruins night.
1: Your- Bruins, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up the Bruins preseason game tonight. Think I'm gonna See John it. at the garden. Take a picture of him. Thirty bucks. They cut the whole team, so now they have to play all the starters. Can you so. explain
2: the the preseason moves for a, a layman like me who saw like uh, in one
1: minute uh, yeah. McLaughlin going yeah, to practice? Uh, here's the Bruins, uh, man. Uh, John, John Anderson. Anderson. the Bruins, minute. Can we get like a yeah? Somebody do a do a do, Give do the a the ESPN thing. NHL theme. Uh, uh-huh. Essentially, what happened is that. Everyone on all of the kids on the Bruins roster do not require waivers to be sent to Providence. So they all got sent to Providence because they don't want to risk losing anyone. And The only person who didn't get sent to Providence, which because is because he does require waivers, is Jack Stanika. And they also don't want to be wrong about uh, you know him being their top center prospect and everything. So they essentially are going with the veterans, which goes against everything that they said the entire off season about you know why they fired their coach and they need to develop kids and they need the whole. So Trent Frederick is still up. I think as of now, uh, Jakob Loco is still up. He will be sent down as well. You know, there's a few days left for more cuts. But uh, yeah, essentially, and it's it's kind of a middle finger to someone like Mark McLaughlin, To be honest, you know he's a former he's a two year captain at BC, so he'll be fine. He'll they'll be up eventually. You know, when when McAvoy comes off long term IR, they'll have to make some moves, whether that's trading Craig Smith or Mike Riley, whatever. Like we're gonna see them, but like now with yeah. all the injuries, was the time to like really reward someone who was your leading scorer in preseason and who there's a lot of buzz about, and they just didn't do it. So I think it's kind of insulting, but whatever, here
2: we are. Unfortunately, we're out of time to hear Mark James explain why he doesn't wipe his ass without gloves. Oh, so no. we'll get to that next week, I'm sure. Uh, for Chris Scheim, for John Anderson, for Nickel Pan, who produces <laughs> the producer show, I'm Tyler Devitt. Uh, Ken and Curtis are next on WEI. Hit the Odyssey app if you're just now finding us the on-demand section or WEI.com. Ken and Curtis are next.
0: Bye. I, I don't even want
2: my own on my own hands.